Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Take brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, Stanley Law Offices, and our good friends at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Stop by each and every week. Route 11 in front of the Burton Bridge for Fish Friday as well. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, this is going to be a combo episode because the week has been crazy, and obviously the way things sort of uh, you know lined up. I'm going to do a recap of the week and then a preview of the week. Uh, going to kind of try to rip through these games as fast as possible here in the beginning, and we go all the way back to uh, last Thursday for Week 10 in a game that was awful, obviously. Bears 16-13 over the Panthers. It's just the bottom line here is the Panthers just have nothing. This was two terrible teams. You know, the lesser of two evils. It's like two presidents, uh, you know, two people running for president. You hate them both. It's the lesser of two evils. Who wins? You know, that's really what it is, and pretty much that's how it is every four years anyway. Uh, but, you know, you just saw... A little bit more on one side, not really anything on the other. The Panthers <clears throat> are just an absolute disgrace. I don't even know how they won one game. And if you're a Texans fan, you've got to be looking at that game going, is that going to cost us the playoffs? Holy smokes. Colts beat the Patriots 10-6. Horrible game, no offense, and the Bill Belichick rumors continue in this game. It was a Jonathan Taylor uh, you know, run for an early touchdown. And I think as you watch him play, it's not like he's putting up 100, 150-yard games like he used to, but the more you watch him play, the more he looks like maybe he's getting to the top level of performance. Meanwhile, we had a million field goals in the last seconds on Sunday. Five of them in the final seconds. 
walk-off field goals, one of them being the Houston Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals. And listen, when C.J. Stroud threw that interception and it looked like the Bengals were going to climb back, climb back, climb back, they end up tying the game. They don't really succeed to drive it all the way down. C.J. Stroud then goes blitzkrieg on the Bengals' defense, making every throw, every read, every progression, unbelievable looks, left, right, up and down, vertical, up over the top, underneath. He was doing it all, and that is a sign of a big-time player. When you throw a pick, you're a rookie, by the way. He could not only win Rookie of the Year. C.J. Stroud is in the conversation for the MVP, and he keeps showing us that he's the most exciting rookie quarterback in the NFL since I don't know who at this particular point. Um, <clears throat> they win it. That's a big dagger loss for the Cincinnati Bengals. 30-27, to 27, Texans walk it off with the field goal. Great win at home for the Vikings, 27-19. I think that's five in a row now for the Vikings. It's very simple. The the, the Saints are kind of broken. They got quarterback issues. Jameis Winston is always going to throw touchdown uh, interception, excuse me, and not enough touchdowns. A great game again for Josh Dobbs, who continues to do it. Um, seven-year, seven-team NFL journey. It's been unbelievable for him. And TJ Hawkinson with a monster game, uncoverable as the Vikings tight end going for 134 and a touchdown on 11 catches. Vikings are a legit, legit team right now. And Josh Dobbs has got him rolling. Steelers 23-19 over the Packers. It was, hey, who's not going to make that many mistakes in the fourth quarter? Running back shined early. Defense shines late. Steelers slip past Green Bay. They get it done. Turnovers. Home football, Mike Tomlin, defense. Have you heard this before? Buccaneers 20-6 to winners over the Titans. Yep. The Buccaneers played a terrible Titan team, and it was the Mayfield, White, and Evans show. That trio gets it done for Tampa Bay. They still show a little bit of life in the NFC. The 49ers pound the Jaguars. Both of these teams had bye weeks, and I always think it's interesting when that's the case. Who's going to come out better and all the rest? Well, San Francisco didn't just come out better. They absolutely wiped the floor with the Jaguars. Purdy throwing darts, McCaffrey was everywhere, George Kittle with an absolute uh, gem of a game, 116 yards and a touchdown in this game for him. The 49ers defense was also back in a big way, they intercepted Trevor Lawrence twice, it was a sack fest, they had five total, Armstead, Young, Hargrave, uh, Fred Warner, all these guys coming at you from every possible angle, Nick Bosa had a sack and a half in this game, when they play a complete game like that, Remember how they were written off by losing a few games in a row? Yeah, they're back. And Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, weapons galore, Ayuk, Kittle. This game was the game where when San Francisco plays their best football, this is what they look like, and it's really, really, really scary for the rest of the NFL. The Browns walk it off on the Ravens. Final second field goal, one of five, as I mentioned. Deshaun Watson looked better than Lamar late. He was awful in the beginning, and as I record this, Deshaun Watson's now having season-ending surgery, of course, and what a waste of time he's been for the Cleveland Browns. But he was, in this game, at least better than Lamar late. He was awful early. He had a 0-0 quarterback rating. Um, But they just kept humming. And I thought, oh yeah, here we go. They're going to miss the extra point. They're done. They're done. Nope. <laughs> you know, and they came back and won. I give them credit, but uh, I kind of think that the Browns might be, uh, you know, falling a little bit here with the quarterback play, but we'll see. Their defense has carried him before. Can they sneak into a wild card spot? Cardinals 25-23 walk-off winners on the field goal as well. Obviously game winning drive. Kyler Murray leads the way. He was outstanding as was McBride, the tight end. Going for a buck 31 on eight catches. The Cardinals get it done 25 23 over the Falcons. Just a wonderful win for the Cardinals. They've been playing so hard every week. They just run out of gas. 
in the second half. I thought the best game of the week was the Lions over the Chargers, 41-38. to Jared Goff outlasted uh, uh, Herbert in this game. Jared Goff, Montgomery, uh, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, unbelievable stuff in this game. They went back and forth, superstar play, unbelievable touchdown scores. This was not a game if you love defense. Awesome job by the Lions. They're now 4-1 and one on the road. The culture, the winning, it continues for Detroit, and I keep saying it. Detroit is not only legit and for real, but Detroit is a great team. And again, I don't think there's an elite team in the NFL, but I think there's a great team in the Lions, a great team in the Eagles, a great team in the Chiefs. You know, there's a couple of others on the precipice of being elite, but we need to see more. The Lions are so impressive because they can beat you a bunch of different ways. And the Lions did it again this time, scoring a potpourri of points and getting that walk-off field goal in the end. Um, It was just an awesome win, and they've had a lot of them this year. And I've just been so impressed with Detroit and their play. 41-38, they get it done. They can beat you 16-10, 41-38, 27-17, 20-7. They can do anything they want every week. What am I supposed to say about the Giants and Cowboys game? I mean, it was a really good team against a pathetic team. Dak Prescott goes off in this game. 400-plus yards and four touchdowns. Nobody can cover Cooks. His coming out party is a Cowboy and all the rest. The Cowboys win 49-17, and really, the Giants have to start looking hardcore at their draft because after last year, this year has gone completely off the rails, and this upcoming draft is another one of the most important ones in franchise history since they won two Super Bowls in the Eli Manning era. Seahawks 29-26 winners over the Commanders, a walk-off winner here, and again, it was like Lions and Chargers and Browns and Ravens, the back-and-forth stuff, but the Seattle Seahawks, they pull it out late. Geno Smith, huge throws, Jason Myers, walk-off field goal. Kenneth Walker can run between the tackles. You know, he's an east-west guy, a north-south guy. He can hurt you in a bunch of different ways. And as I've said, when the game matters most, the Seahawks get it done. No turnovers, line play, push you around, make the smart throw, make the smart play call. Third and two, call the right play, run some screens, keep the defense honest. They do it all correctly when it matters most. Seahawks move to 6-3, and 4-1 and one at home, and again... They look the part with the 12th man. Don't let Seattle get those home games in January in the NFL. Meanwhile, Raiders 16-12 winners over the Jets. Unbelievable job here uh, late in the game by uh, Jacobs just running for 116. And, of course, Pierce now, the head coach, Antonio Pierce, he's now improved to 2-0 on the season. They beat the Jets 16-12. Really no semblance of an offense for either team in this game. Garrett Wilson is so good, by the way. How does he get 93 yards and 9 catches with Zach Wilson, who is pathetic. Bills, we know the story at home against the Broncos on Monday Night Football. They did everything and anything, even looking pathetic to win the game. They showed on offense that they can put drives together. They showed that they can fight back. They showed, again, that the defense can hang in there. They showed a lot of things despite drops and turnovers and Josh Allen reckless with the football and scheme not drawn up by Ken Dorsey, who's since been fired as I record this podcast, right? They still had it done in the end, but what happens? Yep, 12 men on the field, last second field goal. Bill should have won the game for as average as they played. They still should have won the game, and it was a comical error for the Buffalo Bills to have that happen. Their special teams coordinator is a joke, Smiley and all the rest. And yeah, they fired Ken Dorsey just to do something. It was a desperation move. It was a panic move by Sean McDermott. Ultimately, I think Ken Dorsey should have been fired because Ken Dorsey's scheme doesn't work to the personnel. Yes, the offense is the same statistically as Brian Dable. Yes, statistics look 
really good. Yes, you can look at Pro Football Focus. Yes, you can be a football fan and copy and paste stats on social media. And I do not care. I do not care. Analytics are what they are. Stats are what they are. And sometimes they lie. It was an inconsistent offense, a roller coaster offense. Yes, they showed the boom factor, but they also showed the bust factor. And I don't know if turnovers and drops and interceptions and all that stuff is because of that reason. I don't know. I think Allen does need to take care of the ball. He has been careless. I do not think he's the A number one reason. I don't. I think Sean McDermott has a game management problem. He has a, a an issue where he's overwhelmed with the DC and HC jobs. Uh, he looks completely overwhelmed. He's out of his skis. Uh, he's trying to get involved where he shouldn't get involved. Um, think about all the blitzing he did on third down. Russell Wilson, yeah, he looked decent, but come on, man, you're running you know, on the edge, you're blitzing all over the place, you're leaving the A-gaps open. Uh, Russell Wilson just stepping forward and shoving the ball out of control is how Denver can get first downs. Come on. The Bills' third down defense continued to be horrible. McDermott is overwhelmed, you know, doing both duties right now. And then he doesn't even notice a 12th man on the field and nor does his special teams coordinator in a game that was absolutely a must win for the Buffalo Bills. Right now, still some time, mathematically still alive, but I would pretty much put a fork in the Bills. They fire Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady is now the OC. We'll see what happens the rest of the way, but their schedule, Cowboys at home, at Chargers. I know that's not a ridiculously hard game, but you still have to travel. Uh, you've got the Eagles coming up uh, in, in a week and a half. Give me a break here with the Buffalo Bills. This season has been an absolute disaster from the, you know, really from the London game. I mean, that's really where we're going here with the Bills. And, you know, all the drops, Gabe Davis, you know, James Cook was benched in this game. Another horrible McDermott move. Uh, completely and utterly immature move as a coach. Uh, it's just an embarrassing situation at one Bills drive right now. Eagles, Dolphins, Rams, Chiefs were all off. Coming up next, I'm going to give you my week 11 preview in the NFL as we get ready for Thanksgiving and all the rest as well. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, and more. We are brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Jam and Beat, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Stanley Law Offices, and our awesome friend Courtney at Maple Down Senior Living Community, Caring.com, and A Place for Mom. Make sure you move your loved one into Maple Down Senior Living Community today. Cable is included. Room service, laundry, meals, shuttle, all that stuff's included at Maple Downs. Call or direct 315 400 9666. Courtney at Maple Down Senior Living Community is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Week 11 in the NFL, the preview of that week is coming up next. Mike Lindsley back with you here, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, is the ML Sports Platter, as well as the Al and Angus Pub, Jam and Beats, and CH Insurance in your corner every day, every way. Log on to chinsurance.cc and file a claim today for your personal or commercial insurance. Week 11 preview in the NFL, let's do it. And at least on paper, we have a really good one for Thursday Night Football, and you're going to be hearing uh, this part of the preview after this game. So again, keep those social media posts and messages coming, will you? Uh, Bengals-Ravens. I mean, again, huge game, and I think this is the best division in the NFL. And when you think about these two teams, they are so hungry going into this game, and that's why it's so difficult for me to pick this, number one. Number two, the Ravens are a team that a lot of people still believe in. 
Um, the Bengals at five and four, most national people, and I'm bringing this stuff up because you know how I do this, right? I listen to what the national people say all week and then I pick the opposite, right? The Bengals people are still extremely high on to make the playoffs. They're extremely high on them to, who knows, make a run and win this division. Um, I think that the former is definitely possible. I think the latter is a little bit possible, not as possible, but, um, you know, they have Burrow, they have a high-octane offense and all the rest. The big thing in this game for me is going to be who can, you know, run the ball better, right? Because, you know, Gus Edwards and company with Lamar, um, they've been obviously a really good running team this year with the passing game in a different way, you know, not the Greg Roman offense anymore, Justice Hill uh, has provided a spark as well. And then you have Joe Mixon on the other side. Uh, that's going to be a big thing because then it's going to be able to set up Lamar and Joe Burrow to do their thing. The other big part is no Sam Hubbard in this game for the Cincinnati Bengals. That is a huge loss because him and Hendrickson together are monsters. And when he's missing, you can really go at and double team Hendrickson. The secondary of Cincinnati is shaky. You saw CJ Stroud carve them apart last week. We've seen them get carved apart all you know other times this season. I am going to pick the Ravens at home, but close. I think they get a key turnover late in the game. They're a really good... I know they lost to the Browns at home last week, but overall, they're a really good team at home. I know 3-2 and two this year, blah, 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 but it's still a hard place to go into. I'm going to take Baltimore. God, this game's hard. I think late turnover. Lamar gets a couple of third down and longs, makes it happen. Justin Tucker, late field goal to win it, 23-20. to 20. Steelers at Browns, another AFC North clash. And if you think about this game, what a swing this one will be. Both teams are six and three. One after this one will be seven and three. The other one will be six and four. And the entire picture for the playoffs changes at six and four. Let's be honest. And if you're seven and three, let's say, and Baltimore loses, oh my goodness. Could you imagine if Cleveland wins this game and they would be up top at the AFC North? Wow. This is a hard game. It's going to be a defensive game. No Deshaun Watson. He's out for the remainder of the season. I'm going to go road team. I just think with Mike Tomlin and the coaching and all the rest, um, I think Kenny Pickett makes enough plays to Pickens. They've really got to figure out a little bit more on offense here. I do respect the six and three, you know, Steelers and Tomlin and defense and you know complimentary football and beating you in the backyard and all that sort of stuff, which is all respectable, but. At some point, you got to score points, and you know that's what's going to keep Pittsburgh where they are until they get an elite quarterback. Unless Kenny Pickett just somehow mushrooms into something that I don't see right now, Pittsburgh is going to be like this ten and seven kind of. Hey, we're back in the playoffs, cool. Maybe you steal a game, but then you have to play Mahomes, or you have to play Burrow, or you have to play whoever, um, and that's going to be a big problem. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh on the road in an absolute bloodbath, seventeen to fourteen over the Cleveland Browns. Bears are at the Lions. This could not be more one-sided. Uh, the Lions are loaded. They have every piece that the Bears do not. They have Jared Goff playing at a high level. Montgomery, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown cannot be covered. He might have a game uh, in this one that puts him over 1,000 yards. I mean, he's that close. You know, one more bust-out game, and, and that's going to be it. Look at Laporta. Look at the the the, the plays that Ben uh, uh, Johnson is dialing up. He's going to be a head coach somewhere next year. I wish it was Buffalo. Uh, but Detroit is uh, favored by seven and a half. I think they blow this out of the water. I'm going to pick Detroit in this game. 38. They scored 41 last week. I'm going to go 38 to nine 
over the Bears at home at Ford Field. The crowd should be wild. And after this game, the Lions will be 4-1 and one at home and 8-2 and two overall. Oh, my God. And by the way, that schedule lines up very nicely for them as well. Chargers at Packers. Hard game to pick here because the Chargers away from... Uh, of course, I guess they're not that great at home either, but they're 2-2 two and two on the road. They're 4-5. and five. Last week, again, had it right there at their fingertips. Could not beat Detroit. Missed opportunities across the board. I just don't know what to do here. I want to just be like, oh, well, the Packers are home and it's Lambeau, but their defense is terrible. You know, uh, Jordan Love is shaky at best, and so... I'm going to pick the Chargers on the road. I'm going to pick them close, 23-17. to 17. I just never know in games like this what's going to happen. The Packers are just a terrible football team. Raiders at Miami. Miami is a 13.5-point favorite. I think they blow that out of the water. I just can't see the Raiders secondary keeping up with Tyree Kill and company. I'm going to go Miami 41-13 to 13 over the Raiders. Giants at Commanders. Uh, again, condolences to anybody who has to watch this game. Uh, Sam Howell and the Washington Weapons do enough against a poor secondary for the Giants. They just have no semblance of an offense. Brian Dable probably losing his mind this year. 13-10 to Commanders at home. Cowboys at Panthers. This game should be a blowout as well. Cowboys are favored by 10.5. Give me the Cowboys by 28 in this game. I think they roll over the Panthers, 38-10. to 10. Prescott, Pollard, Lamb, how is Carolina going to stop that? Titans at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are a significantly better team than the Tennessee Titans right now. Trevor Lawrence should be able to throw it all over the yard. Isn't it incredible how the Titans' defense has kind of deteriorated? I know that Tampa Bay only scored 20 points last week, but Tennessee just all of a sudden they've got extra holes and you can run the ball on them and Vrabel, you know, it's a little looser than it used to be. And certainly we know that their offense is pathetic and relies on uh, too much Derrick Henry, of course. Uh, he is going to have an 1,000-yard season this year, but he's getting older by the game. Um, I'm going to go Jacksonville at home. They're favored by 7. Let's take them by 10, 27-17 with Kirk and ATN and Ridley and Lawrence in that offense doing their thing, and the Jaguars getting multiple turnovers. In fact, I call an Andre Sisco interception, my guy from Syracuse University, in this game. Cardinals are at the Texans. Hey, I applaud the Cardinals for their fight last week and getting a win, but I think it's going to be too much going into Houston this time around. If you are a fan of any of the other teams in the wild card, the Bengals, the Bills, blah, 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 you need the Cardinals to pull off another one, but I just don't see it because I cannot imagine... The Cardinals getting enough of a pass rush, and even if they don't, the secondary on an island hanging with Nico Collins and company and C.J. Stroud, who is not just, as I mentioned earlier in the show, not just a candidate for Rookie of the Year, but the MVP of the NFL. 31-13 to Texans in this one. 49ers at home over the Buccaneers. They're favored by 11.5. I'm going to pick them 30-16 to in this game. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense is still filled with some big-time studs in this game, and I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. I mean, do you spy Brock Purdy? Do you try to double Debo Samuel? Um, <clears throat> you know, what is the what's the approach here? You know, with a Levante David, for example, who's actually had a pretty good year, a Devin White, <clears throat> you know, who's had a pretty good year. Uh, they're going to need some major, you know, short fields, turnovers, Vita Vea to have an unbelievable uh, a game in this one. Um I also don't trust Baker Mayfield. I never trust Baker Mayfield. Uh, and so therefore in this game, I mean, I want to pick, I want to pick a big time, big time blowout. Um, 
but I'll just pick him by a couple of scores. I I, I just think that you know thirty sixteen seems seems about right. Um, you know, you look at uh, Purdy, McCaffrey, uh, Debo. Uh, again, approach. How are they going to try to slow down the 49ers? The Buccaneers need short fields um, to have success in this one, and they really got to have a couple of sacks uh, to get some third and longs so that their best defensive players can, can kind of try to take over and get the ball back to the offense. But holy cow, this is a really hard game for Tampa. And again, cross-country flight as well. 49ers favored by 11.5. I'll take them by 14.30 to 16. Buffalo Bills, Joe Brady, offensive coordinator, <clears throat> taking over now for Ken Dorsey. And we know what happened in week one against the Jets. The Jets defense dominated the Bills uh, offense. It was a complete joke, and Josh Allen has a ton of trouble against this defense. You know, let's see if we maybe can get an awakening here, you know, in Orchard Park. I mean, the firing of Dorsey, I mean, can Josh Allen snap out of it here? Can the offense look a little bit better? Can you win a freaking football game? I mean, can you win? Bills are favored by seven at home. I think that's a ridiculous line. Uh, I think they could easily lose this game. I do. And I want to say, well, they're only playing Zach Wilson. Well, they lost to Zach Wilson. They had a double-digit lead in week one. I'm picking the Bills, but I think it's going to be a fight. And I'm not convinced that Joe Brady's just going to come in and change the world. I just, the Bills are so bad right now. I almost want to pick the Jets. I'm not even going to lie uh, with the defense and everything. But again, I said this last week, but the Broncos beat the Bills. So what the hell? I mean, again, backs against the wall. They're home. Allen, you know, everything all around team. I mean, the same. I said the same thing last week and they lost to Denver. Um, I will take Buffalo uh, 17 to 13, I guess. I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I really don't. Seahawks at the Rams. This is a blowout game, in my opinion. The Rams banged up. You can't ask Aaron Donald to do everything. You can't ask Nakua to do everything on offense. Too much Geno Smith. Too much Kenneth Walker the third. Too much Seattle Seahawks doing the right things at the right time, like always. They're favored by one. I'm going to take them by four, 24 to 20 at the Rams. Vikings against the Broncos. I have Denver winning in a mini upset. Why? The Vikings have been talked about. Two weeks. Josh Dobbs, they're one of the hot cookies in the NFC. They've won five in a row. Don't they have to lose at some point? The crowd, mile high, the whole thing. It's a hard road game. And I think that Denver does enough to win at home. I don't know. I have a weird feeling about this game. The key is going to be for Minnesota, you know, ground game wise. We don't know as I record this if Madison's going to play right now. It looks like he's really, really banged up. He hasn't practiced much this week, um, you know, at the running back position. So it's going to be quite interesting. I think the team that gets out to the fast start wins this game. I'm going to pick Denver in this game. I, I don't know. I have a weird feeling about it. 24 to 23. Meanwhile, Monday night football. Yes, please. The Eagles at the Chiefs, probably the two best teams in the entire National Football League. Star power across the board, a repeat of the Super Bowl, Mahomes and Hurts and DeAndre Swift and A.J. Brown and uh, Travis Kelsey. And we have, uh, you know, unbelievable Chris Jones. We've got the Eagles defense, which is absolutely brutal in the secondary. They're going to have to get the Hassan Reddick and, you know, Jordan Davis and company. They're going to have to get the, the, the defense going with some pass rush because that secondary, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to pick them apart I think this game has a real, real feel here uh, for a uh, for a, a, a like a 41-38 kind of game. Uh, it's going to be up to James Bradbury and Darius Slay, you know, the secondary guys to uh, you know make a play because uh, I think Mahomes is going to be able to shred this team uh, in the secondary here. You know, Hassan Reddick sacking, Jordan Davis sacking, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, these guys getting into you know the backfield and slowing down Patrick Mahomes. I think that's going to be really the key to the game. Uh, Kansas City's defense right now is a top three defense in the NFL. You could argue 
uh, that they're the top team in the NFL. When you look at all of their guys making big-time plays, if this offense turns it around to the Chiefs offense that we know with Patrick Mahomes, this team's going to go back to another Super Bowl, and they're going to win another Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I have been so impressed with, I mean, look, the Bills wanted Trent McDuffie. Instead, they got Kyrie Elam. I mean, look at what he's done uh, with his coverage. I mean, he is right now, I don't think he's quite as good as Sauce Gardner, but he's blossoming into uh, a real A number one corner that they can count on, that they can leave on an island against premier wide receivers. He's tremendous. Legereus uh, Sneed is tremendous on the other side. Uh, I love their safeties, always have. And Chris Jones continues to be a menace. He has five and a half sacks this year. How about Mike Dana at D end as well with five and a half sacks? So this is a, a very stout, tough, great defense right now. And I think it's probably Jets, Chiefs, I don't know the order. Browns, you know, those are probably like the three best defenses in football. I still put the 49ers in the top five as well. I'm going to take the Chiefs at home over the Eagles. I think this game is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be some back and forth, but it's going to be about what defense makes the big play at the big time. It's going to be about red zone offense and defense. It's going to be, you know, winning the turnover battle. Uh, quarterback play and all the rest. Uh, I'm very interested to see how much the Chiefs try to run the ball uh, against that front. Do they just start throwing it and then trying to open up the run from there? We know the Philadelphia Eagles want to run the ball a lot. Again, going to be tough against the Chiefs front as well. So this is an unbelievable game. I can't imagine what the ratings are going to be for this one. It's going to be absolutely spectacular. Uh, You know, the Kansas City-Philadelphia markets are tremendous football markets, obviously like many in the NFL, but this is going to be eyes glued to the TV from start to finish. I'm included in that. Eagles are 8-1. They're 4-1 on the road. Chiefs are seven and two. They're four and one at home. So the home and away record similar. Uh, the overall roster is similar. The quarterbacks similar. Uh, the front offices and the head coaches. And I mean, these teams could not be more similar right now in the NFL. I think they're the best two teams in football. I would not be surprised to see a repeat Super Bowl uh, in Vegas between these two clubs. I'm going to take the Chiefs at home close. I think Mahomes gets it done in Arrowhead where he loves to play. Remember, he still has yet to play a road playoff game in his career. Give me Kansas City 30-28 to in an absolute must-see TV game. Eagles at Chiefs, Monday Night Football, Buck and Aikman, ESPN. Falcons, Colts, Patriots, and Saints are the four teams that are off. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a huge thanks as well to CH Insurance, our friends at Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, if you're in and around Central from New York, Onondaga, and Oswego counties. When your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales. They've been family-owned and operated for half a century. You get free estimates right now. Commercial and residential garage doors. It changes the entire look of your property. Make sure you go with Sue and Bob and the team as they are committed to providing the highest quality products and services throughout Central New York. If you're in and around the area, just go to the website, bonnetsalesandservice.com. I'm serious. The houses that that they have put garage doors on, amazing. The businesses, amazing. What do they have to offer their services? They have auto shop doors, free estimates. They have firehouse doors, storage facility doors, residential and commercial garage doors. They have steel raised panel garage doors. They have carriage house steel garage doors. It's all there. There's about 20 different things that they have to offer and you can get a free estimate online as well. 
well at bonnetsalesandservice.com. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Syracuse presents Franz Schubert, Mass in G Major, and the Magnificat, the Diocesan Festival Chorus with Laura Enslin, Katie Weber, Dominic Corbaccio, and David Rudari, and the Festival Orchestra with Cathedral Organist Brian Dussel and Conductor Peter Ciarelli. Sunday, November 19th at 2 p.m. at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. The event is free and open to the public. Voluntary donations accepted to benefit Music for the Mission. Sponsored by Stanley Law and Chinatown Furniture and Mattress. This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork, and it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU! We're in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.